See, one of the <clears throat> topics that the secular world judges the Catholic Church is slavery. Today has been declared, as of last year, a federal holiday called Juneteenth. And many people didn't know what that was. Well, it goes back in 1862, the Emancipation Proclamation declared the end of slavery and the freedom of those enslaved, praise be to God. But it didn't reach the whole country until two and a half years later, when in Texas, which was the last place, it was announced, I think by the governor, I could be corrected, but I think by the governor on June 19th, of 1865 and so it was announced that all freedoms will be given all slaves will be freed it was a great day that's what this juneteenth celebrates but as a priest i feel as important as it is to acknowledge that as a great thing and and something that was needed and should be remembered that at the same time truth should be proclaimed, if we're talking proclamation, about the position of the church in slavery. I have gotten more letters on this than most other subjects. Not all, but it's right up there saying that the church has endorsed slavery, the church has supported slavery, and many letters saying the church started slavery. So I feel that it's important as a priest to just clarify some truthful facts here. Nobody is making any other point than to just try to clarify some things that the church has done over the years. Have mistakes been made? Of course. But official church teaching is what matters. Now, the fact that the church did not condemn slavery immediately, going back to the early apostles, is a good point. Okay? You don't find in the readings of the apostles a condemnation of slavery, not just African slavery, which didn't exist then yet, but any kind of slavery, the Romans taking their enemies and enslaving them. But here's the thing, <clears throat> to not rid slavery immediately, to not do that assumes that the church would primarily be dedicated to social activism. People expect the church to be the first to react to social activism. Actually, that's not the mission of the church. It's not. The responsibility to worship comes first. That is the job of the church, followed by the requirement to love God and to love neighbor. Now, the church's first priority is to introduce people to God then their lives will change. Then social activism becomes prevalent. Their priorities will then be rearranged after they know God. So you have to get to the root of the problem. Paganism or evil, change that to a love of God, and you'll see the other things work themselves out. And so the world will change, and then earthly societies can change where the Christians then can dwell. Now, sometimes this takes centuries. So the apostles did not issue a official denunciation of slavery in the first century. This is true. Now, the reason is, is they did something even more radical. They did something even more far-reaching in the consequences. They called all humanity 
into the universal brotherhood of the church. They said, quote, in Galatians 3, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free person. There is not male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So here's the point. Christianity first strives to bring in God. Then let the societies change for the better. If you just come in as the church and straight, straight try to change society and social activism without first worshiping God and evangelizing, it doesn't work. And so that's the goal. So the Christianity transformed these societies first. And when they did that, Christianity began to disappear. I'm sorry, slavery began to disappear. This is important. All right, in the Christian lands where Christianity then spread the word of God, slavery started disappearing like that. And so the new, even in the new world, the slave trade was the target of papal condemnation. And this is where people don't understand the truth. Let me give you some examples. In Pope Paul III, in his papal bull, Sublimus Dei, in May 29th of 1537, he noted that the Indians themselves were true men. And he said, quote, by our apostolic authority decree, that's meaning official of the church, and we declare by these present letters that the same Indians and all other peoples, even though they are outside the faith, should not be deprived of their liberty or of their possessions and are not to be reduced to slavery. And whatever happens to the contrary is to be considered null and void. Now, the bull was widely ignored. This is the problem. People think that because some of the people in the church did something, that's, that makes a church teaching. Okay, let's look at abortion. The church has always taught about, against abortion. But do Catholics have abortions? Yes. It's the same here. The church has always taught against slavery, but does that mean that some priest didn't follow it? Yes. But that's not church teaching. Let's look at this. Pope Urban VIII, his papal bull of April 22nd, 1639, Commissum Nobis, the church flatly ruled against the enslavement of, quote, blacks and other natives who, are har who have harmed no one holding that these who own such persons were bound to set them free. This is a declaration of the church in 1639. Yet all I get are letters about how the church embraces slavery, promoted slavery, started slavery. It's important that we know the truth. You can't love your faith. You can't live your faith if you believe the church has done these things that we're accused of. Now, the church has done many stupid things. But remember, that's from the weakness of the individuals. That doesn't make it right. Of course, that's wrong. But what we're talking about here is church teaching. Church teaching has condemned this. It says, those who have owned such persons are bound to set them free. And that the captors, buyers, and possessors of such persons were bound to offer their freed slaves compensation. 
This is a decree from the church. Now, the church issued condemnations of the new world slavery from the earliest days. But did the Catholics listen as they should have? No. Some priests had slaves, but they weren't following church teaching, and they were very few. In fact, the Protestants owned many more slaves. <clears throat> this is a fact. The church's teaching on slavery, as I said, like her teaching on abortion, is widely ignored, or was. Now, by her teaching, though, however, we can see the truth. It's clear. Even Leo XIII, Leo XIII, taught in his 1890 encyclical, Catholicae Ecclesiae, on slavery in the missions, the church made it clear that it is wrong. Vatican II made it clear slavery is wrong. Now, there's a book out there by Father Joel Panzer called The Popes in Slavery. It sheds some light on this. You might want to look at that. Now, he points out some interesting things. And the, also, again, official church teaching of the papal bull Sicut Dudum in 1435 was the papal reaction to the Canary Islanders when they were enslaved, condemning it. Pope Eugene IV demanded that all who had been enslaved had to be restored to their liberty immediately, or those who had caused the enslavement, or who owned slaves, or who bought and sold slaves, were to be excommunicated. The Pope called the enslavement of natives evil. Does that sound like the church is supporting slavery? Hmm, let's continue. 1537, Sublimus Deus insisted that all the natives of America, quote, are men and therefore capable of faith and salvation. They are not to be given into servitude. 1591, Pope Gregory issued yet another papal bull on the subject, Si Secuti, which reiterated that all who bought, sold, captured, or owned slaves had to be excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Pope Gregory XVI condemned slavery and the slave trade in his 1839 is Supremo Apostolatis. Back to Pope Leo XIII, he called the ending of slavery in Africa in 1890, called it to end. They didn't. You know what actually happened? At that exact same time, King Leopold of Belgium, he turned Central Africa into what was called the heart of darkness, where the slave trade thrived. But that's not what the church supported. Actually, it was the secular king, King Leopold of Belgium, that fostered the slave trade, not the Catholic Church. And Pope Leo condemned it, but it was basically ignored by liberal Europe. They let it happen for over more of a decade. Now, that's not meaning the Catholic Church is free of error. Catholic Portugal, they ignored it. And they were a Catholic nation. So I'm not saying the Catholic Church is innocent here. I mean, the people who are Catholics are the ones who are not innocent. Church teaching is clear. This is wrong, should be condemned. So the point to matter here is the title of that book is The Popes and Slavery. The title is not Catholics and Slavery. In other words, yeah, there's been some bad Catholics, but we can't forget what is the actual teaching of the church, and it has been 
to condemn this. You will find so much anti-Catholic propaganda online that'll tell you otherwise. This is the truth. Look it up. You don't have to believe me. You can find these resources. You can pull the actual documents. All these encyclicals and papal bulls that I just read, you can pull them right off of online and read them yourself. You don't have to listen to some propagandist who, who tells you otherwise. So basically, Panzer's book is about the official teachings of the church, not how Catholics lived up to it. It's sad because you know Gandhi, you know what Gandhi once said? He said, I really wanted to be a Christian. I really wanted to become a Christian. The problem is I never found one. You see, the teaching of Christianity is the truth. The people that problems have with the Catholic Church, I can, you can trust me, is not the teaching of the Catholic Church. It's because they haven't seen us living it. Gandhi said he would have become Christian if he would have found one living example of a person living the Christian life. I think that's very important. What that means is we're not sitting up here saying we're completely right. No, we're not because we haven't lived it. But the teaching is completely right. It's guided by the Holy Spirit. So Catholic areas where the Catholic teaching did infiltrate, they ended slavery. And by the end of the 18th century, long before the Protestant British Empire, Christian land, Catholic lands ended slavery way before the Protestant British Empire did. So I think this is what people don't know. You know, claims that the church failed to oppose slavery simply aren't true. Lacting it out and following the rules, that's a different story. But what's important is that we know what the church taught. Remember Fulton Sheen, Bishop Fulton Sheen said, millions of people hate what they think is the Catholic Church. Very few, if any, hate what actually is the Catholic Church. And now here we're referring to the teaching. And you know, I finish with some great examples of some saints. You know, there were many saints that lived this beautiful example of helping slaves. Um, Catherine Drexel, right here from the United States, she worked a lot with the African-Americans and freed slaves, educating them, helping them, getting them jobs. Um, Martin de Porres um, was a great example. Um, he was uh, of African descent, how he helped the poor. Um, Josephine uh, Bakita, um, she's an example. She actually was a slave herself. So if the church is anti, um, you know, um, or should say is in favor of slavery, she wouldn't uh, canonize somebody like that. But what a great example uh, somebody like Josephine Bakita was of living the life of a freed slave. What an amazing example and turning it over to Christ. So on this day, let us give thanks to God for the ending of slavery. But let us also give thanks to God for our church, who is in her official teaching, always opposed it. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. 
simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.